Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Um, We uh, hopefully are able to stream today without any hiccups. (laughs) Yes. Um, our, Our internet just like... Five minutes before we went live went kaputs and so we're streaming off of jim's cell phone <laughs> right right now spot. so hopefully it's, come on T-Mobile. you know come let, on, it, let us yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> come on t-mobile <clears throat> um let us know if you're having any problems but also say good morning um uh you can add in Streamyard who you are by clicking a little link in the in the broadcast um and uh just you know let us know where you're where you're coming from and yeah, and let us and, know that you're hearing us. That yeah. we're in fact uh, broadcasting this I, morning. So. I'm I'm hoping that we are. It looks it looks good on our end. So crossing fingers that Waiting we're good this morning. Hello. Somebody, yeah. Somebody <laughs> um, find the button. So we wanted to start this morning. Um, you know, Monday. Uh, ha- I hope y'all had a really great weekend. Um, I know we we spent the weekend um on a client visit in mm-hmm. Ocala, Florida. Just getting somebody started up Just there. Getting somebody started up there. Um, I, those of you who are part of our network from, um, uh, our network from, from social media know that, uh, we hit like as, as we're, as we're driving out, it was in the evening after we'd finished work at, at the office and cause it's only a couple hour drive. And, um, and, uh, we hit like, just massive downpour, thunder, lightning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it, it, it. And Jim, Jim is just so calm, and I'm sitting over there in in my seat, just like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. We're gonna die. Someone's gonna hydroplane, and we're gonna die. And he's just bebopping along, and it's like, so what do you think that we, you know, what do you think if we were to do this on the? And he's just like, do you not see what is going on outside? And he's so <laughs> he's so just just cool, calm. Cool mm. as a cucumber. That works in my favor. Most it really, of the time. it really, really does. So we had a great visit with, um, with the team in Ocala, and um, and then we finished wrapped up, and and we look up at the sky, and Jim's like, I hope, I hope we don't hit rain on the way home. Exact same thing mm-hmm. on the way home. Pounded exact. It. it just pounded. Um. So you know, we obviously we didn't die. We're here. So, you know, glad to, glad to be here. And, um, those of you who are just barely joining, we're, we're actually joining you on Jim's hotspot on his cell mm-hmm. phone because <clears throat> our internet about five minutes before the broadcast went. Yeah. So, so if we drop out, you'll know why. Um, so we might as well get started <laughs> on our stuff just in case we do lose our internet. Yeah. Connection. Well, good morning uh, to, uh, George Bat, Bill Elizondo. Yeah. Hey Bill, good job out there doing your push ups. Oh my goodness. Running. Good job. Did, did, I, I hope that y'all watched, um, some of the stuff on, on social media with Brett Buick and, and, um, Bill was supportive. Chad Martin Chad got in Martin there and did a cycle, with, you know. Yeah, and it was it was really really neat to watch the the response. I I I don't think that it's too late to still give to the cause oh, on GoFundMe. Yeah. So I know that they they really only <clears throat> they still have some left in their goals. So if you haven't already mm-hmm. um, donated to it's just look under Brett Buick B U I K E. Mm-hmm. Uh, in GoFundMe, and you'll find the the challenge. And um, we've we've donated. A lot of people have donated, 
and it's it's about help for those that have problems with addiction. Right, so. which we've seen firsthand. Yeah. So we know the problems there, and we're glad that uh, mm-hmm. Brett and everybody out there showing leadership and oh my gosh, yeah, providing inspiration and. Raising dollars. Raising dollars. And, you know, we hope that uh, next year, if Brett does this again next year, that we can maybe coordinate some some help on that as well to just get the word sure, out that much exactly. more if, if we possibly can. So um, today is the last Monday right. of Management August. Monday. That yeah. means I mean, we're wrapping up our Management Monday. It Mondays also years. means next Monday is a holiday. Are we going to be broadcasting? I think we haven't decided. We I feel like you should give me the day off. but. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. The day off. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm prepared to broadcast. Yeah. We have fun doing this. We obviously. really, really do. I'm like, they are from what? Right. I'd like to know. Right. Yeah. So um, next Monday is uh, Labor Day. And so, you know, I there are some of you that will or will not be be open on that holiday uh it's it's kind of a mixed bag um so but it sounds like we're going to be here so yep. next monday will be the first monday of september the year is going by very very quickly but it is the last monday of august and we've been doing this thing from on mondays <clears throat> yeah and i wanted to take a minute to to make people aware of why we felt it was necessary to do this management monday you know we went back and looked at the poll Back in May, on May 23rd, I did a poll and I commented on it in the BHPH success group. So maybe um, folks can better find it there, come back to the top of the feed. But it was on how many hours per week for dealers only. Like how many hours are our dealers out there putting yeah, in? Yeah. yeah, and you had like a series of different, and even people were able to add their own yeah. their own thing. But yeah. I mean, it was like, what was 20 hours, 30 hours, 40 yeah, hours, the groupings, 40 plus. 74% said they were definitely working you know, 40, 50 hours plus. And so that just kind of um, struck me as, you know, that's for the work that Michelle and I do, because we're always trying to help our dealers position themselves to, you know, manage their business remotely, at least part mm-hmm. of the time, you know, transition to a place where they can give less time to, to the business and uh, more time to family and, you know, any kind of personal pursuits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we recognize that in buy here, pay here, we're never going to be autopilot. Like we're never going to be fully, um, you know, able to disengage. I say that we see dealers who own these businesses among other businesses. We still recommend even with all of our experience, we recommend that dealers always stay plugged into certain pieces of their business. Mm-hmm. But we certainly try to help dealers move to a place. And we try to start from the very beginning to position them to okay. be able to set up their management team and, and set up their, systems and processes and install some degrees of accountability so that they can be away. Well, and, and it's, let's, you know, we're not saying, Hey guys, just step away. Mm -hmm. We're saying you can effectively step away some of the time, go on your vacation. If you have these things done. Right. And, 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 and part of that is it's like really effective policies and procedures. People know what their jobs are. They know how they have to be, how they're being held accountable. And you have the things that you look at, even, you know, when you're on vacation, you might take a quick peek and it's just make sure you're dashboard looks good and then you know you're you're in a much better position to be able to do that Mm -hmm. with a relatively high level of confidence that things are not going to fall apart while you're not there right so i think the other thing is the reason this came about is like with michelle and i on our travels you know i've obviously been i've been working with dealers directly uh you know i work typically 
almost exclusively with the dealer principal. And of course we involve management at various junctures, but, but I report and work directly for the dealer principal. Mm-hmm. So this morning I just, I, I want to really talk to our dealers who will be you know tuned in this broadcast. And, and if we talk about some things that feel a little uncomfortable, then I would just say, let's recognize that discomfort as an opportunity and a way to maybe solve something from a management standpoint, because mostly we're talking to managers as the CEOs of their companies. Mm-hmm. They're the chief. Manager, Everything. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, so <laughs> we're really talking about management. Effective management really starts from the top down. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk to you and most of what we'll talk about would also apply to your general manager or mm-hmm. department manager. Uh, it's just that we think from a management standpoint, if, if we're the dealer and we've, have to work 40 plus hours a week, then we just thought we'd take you through from our travels when we were in and out of dealerships and finance companies, and we call on people and spend a lot of time chatting with dealers and and their management teams. Mm -hmm. And Michelle and I have started to identify some things that we feel like are signs of effective management. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of those things we talked about is consistency. When you mm-hmm. go to a place and you see consistency, especially in the numbers, and the numbers are remarkably consistent, mm-hmm. that's a sign that we're really managing the company. You know, instead of it running us, we're kind of running it, mm-hmm. and we're we're consistent in the way that we run it. So that's that's obviously what I think most of us want in a management team. Absolutely, and I I want to before we really kind of dive into these last little bits about mm-hmm. um, why. And you know the what are the indicators to a, a strong manage a strong management style, a strong management, strong management within your team. I just want to review really quick. Um, August was uh, seized the day. It was in. Is your business running you, or are you running your business? And so we were trying. We've been trying to the uh, give you tools to be able to. Find ways to open up your day as uh, as the dealer or the general manager or whatever to be able to work on your business instead of in your business all the time. And so we asked you to the first thing we had you do was to write down, you know, spend the week because we did this weekly. Spend the week writing down all the stuff you do and just kind of making a list. It's like I have to go to the bank and I have to, you know, I'm 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 on the sales floor doing this or I'm. And reconciling this or Mm -hmm. I'm whatever it is, um, write all of the things down. And then the next step was I want you to categorize these things into the following buckets, Mm -hmm. things I need to do, which means I will not give up. I, I cannot give up the, um, that this is my job because it's just, that's how you keep the, the pulse on your, um, keep uh, on your business. That's how you make sure that you've got the right safeguards or whatever it is, the things that you like to do. So there's mm-hmm. going to be stuff. It's like, I really like spending a little bit of time on the sales floor or, the, right? car option. or yeah. the car action, you know, don't take those things away from you. Um, so the things that you like to do, the things that you have to do, and when I say have to do, it's things that you have to do because nobody else knows how or can effectively do those I things. Maybe I currently have to do. Currently have to do. Right. Currently have to do. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, 
this is all the stuff that I do that is just like, it's things that I do multiple times during the day, which is just wasting time or it's ineffective. And it's like, why the heck am I doing these things? Cause it does not help my business. It does not help my team. It does not help. Yeah. Or it's just mundane. It's and I could, mundane. I could, I could certainly assign that to someone else or just, you know, right. or just stop doing it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, and then the things that I have to do the next week was choose one of those things that you feel like you've got someone on your team that you could effectively pass it off to that. This would be uh, the most benefit to you for mm -hmm. your time and what it is that, you know, the, so that you can open up some time. And then we, after you chose that, it's like, now start writing down every step that you take when you're doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And then the next week, invite that person in and start taking them through sitting next to you at, with this list you've already done. This is how you do it. You know, maybe the second or the third time you do it during the week is switch seats and shadow them. And it's like, now I'm going to watch you do it. Here's the thing, write down questions, fill in the gaps, all of that. So if you've done all of that, then my fingers crossed is you have by now a job that was on your plate that is no longer something that you have to do. Mm -hmm. um, so now you've freed up a little bit of time. Yeah. And I think when we talk about that, that breakdown between have to do and need to do, my mind immediately goes to some of the conversations we've had with clients over the years where, you know, I think I shared it in one of our prior episodes where I had a conversation not long ago and it was all kind of in fun, but it was still got the point across is that, you know, we client said to me, I think I might, you know, I might have a bit of a control problem. And I said, well, you know what they say in the 12 steps, the first, first sign, <laughs> first step is acknowledging that you have a problem. I said, maybe go home and look in the mirror and say, I'm Justin or I'm whomever. And I have, you know, whatever a problem. And so you basically would say, um, I'm, I'm able to, I recognize that I have a control problem, right? So it's mm -hmm. like you, you do this and you just ask, Hey yourself, Jane, yeah. do you have a control problem? I mean, right. this, this goes it. in, I, I think this is an effective thing to do regardless of sure. what you're, you know, what you're you do for a living right. is like, if you, if you don't feel like you have the ability or the trust sure. to pass off jobs right. to other people, you probably have a problem. Yeah. And so we have to first acknowledge that because if we, if we, if we have control problems, it just limits our growth. That's mm -hmm. the big thing for me is like, I've seen this more at the management level than so much with dealers. But if you, if you have to control certain things and you can't, um, you can't relinquish some of those things because you just don't feel like it'll be done right. Another uh, conversation I had with a client, he was telling me that many years ago, you know, worked in another capacity and, and, uh, he, he was really working a lot of hours mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, super, super managing everything. And, and somebody said to him, we gotta, we gotta hire somebody. And he said, I can't hire somebody. They, they won't do the job as well as I do. And the person said, and, and, and they won't do the job as well as you do. True. They probably won't. You're going to help them to learn to do it better and better. But that's mm -hmm. just, it's kind of a critical thing that and, we see some, it's like I said, it's more often in the management yeah. level, you and, know. You know what I think is funny about that is that there's two things when they say that um, I can't mm -hmm. because they won't do it as well as I can do it. There's an awful lot of ego attached to that. Mm -hmm. 
right. because sometimes someone might be able to show them what the thing is and they might turn around in the yeah. course of two months and have streamlined that job that you did right. so that it is done in less time than you were doing it. Right. And it's done just as well. So that, it's that just, very well could be. Yeah. So I think what we're really uh, drilling down to is, you know, that whole control problem mm -hmm. thing. If, if that's something we can't release that we just need to recognize it's stunting our growth. And it's part of why the day to day is more difficult than it would need to be. Mm -hmm. and, it, and like I said, I think for me, I'm always growth minded. Like I'm always just thinking, how do we position ourselves to be able to take on more business, same mm -hmm. team of people, mm -hmm. more business, take on more, more business. And, and ultimately we might add people, but first of all, I'm just trying to make sure the people we have are effective You're doing their job. They have the authority to do their job. They have, you know, the, the, the boundaries and, and, and then we're able to release them to, do something more effectively instead of just thinking only I can do this job. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's one of the key things, certainly when we think about how to begin to transition, we have to first acknowledge that that that's a thing that we, we have to prepare ourselves to let go of some stuff because when I think your, your exercise was excellent. It's like, we first have to just, what are the things, what are the mm -hmm. things on my list? What are the things that really have to stay on my list, you know, need to stay on my and list. And I really, I strongly suggest for all of you out there in listener land, this is an exercise that you can do in a lot of different aspects of your, of your world. If you're mm -hmm. feeling overwhelmed, out of control, whatever, or that you're just over, overworked, this is yeah. a really good um, exercise to go through. It's also a good exercise to go through on a semi-annual or an annual basis. And so you can just start kind of looking at what are the things and, you know, how can I, how can I fix the things? Right. Yeah. So I think the other part of that is um, just when we look at, when we travel and we see operations, we said already some of the things that we see, um, and I know Bill Alexander was tuned in, I don't know if he's still there, but you know, he travels and gets inside dealerships and lots of 20 group meetings and what have you. But I think, you know, you would. Bill would be able to confirm some of the things we're talking about where when you, you visit the dealerships and you see these first inconsistencies, you see things like um, we're doing a lot of fighting fires. Like whether we have a lot it's of heat cases, something that's, a lot of drama yeah, in the office. Yeah. And you, so you have, um, you just kind of have um, stress and, and a lot of, um, that firefighting thing that we talked mm -hmm. about, you know, and that's, that's a long established management thing, you know, and cause people everywhere we go talk about, I'm, I'm busy fighting fires, you know? And mm -hmm. so, so I think I would hope that we recognize that as a management struggle and that we position ourselves, take steps to remedy that. So that I think a big thing that we said, and I can't recall if I expressed this on one of our, our past uh, management Mondays, but I said, we really need to start setting timelines. I recommend that clients kind of adopt this approach that I have recommended where we can't, we find ourselves talking about the same thing. We're talking about the same thing. Over this thing is an issue. This has over. been an issue. And if we find ourselves <laughs> uh -huh. in with our management team mm -hmm. talking about something that is, you know, a recurring issue, a recurring problem, then I would challenge our CEOs, our dealers out there to take the approach that some of my clients have heard us take, which is I want us all to resolve today to not be talking about this in five weeks. So what does that look like? So I mm -hmm. picked five weeks in this example, maybe it's three weeks, 10 mm -hmm. weeks, whatever that looks like. It's like, we're going to resolve today 
that we are going to move past this. Mm-hmm. And we are not going to be talking about this in five weeks or whatever. And now what does that say? It says, we all have to, we have to focus on this and we have to get past it and we have to put this thing to bed in a way that it won't be there in five and six weeks. Yeah. You know? Yes. And so that's just a big, just like people know how to do that. They don't need Jim and Michelle stand by there to tell them how to do it. You just got to resolve that this has been a thing. Mm-hmm. Why is it still a thing? It's the reason it's a thing because we haven't dealt with it. I, and I think though, you know, s- sometimes you can like, this is a thing. And, um, I, you know, I don't want it to be a thing in five weeks, but there are people out there that's like, I have no idea where to start. Okay. Where sure. even to, where even to begin, this is something that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of opportunity out there for you to learn. And so that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, Jim and I, we have a coach. Mm-hmm. We also have advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we come across something, it's like, I really don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know where to move from here. Then it's like having an outside set of ears that can be a mentor, that can be a coach, that can be um, your your 20 group leader, that can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone that even someone that is outside of buy here, pay here, that might be an industry, an entrepreneur and, and someone that's run a business. It's like, I need a fresh set of eyes. What can you what do you think I can do? You know, I can't help but think about how this kind of ties in with what you and I spend a lot of time talking about, which is there seems to be a lot of intermingling with the work that Michelle and I do. Some of what we do is what we call straight lines work, day-to-day management, policies, procedures, mm-hmm. systems, and processes. It's like, that's what we call the straight lines. Like that's the mm-hmm. black and white of running a business. And then there's the squiggly lines, as we call them, kind of the the intangibles. And there's sometimes life matters because the reason I think about that in this context is when you say they don't know where to start, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I, I want to help people who might not engage Jim Rhodes or Bill mm-hmm. Elizondo or whomever, they might not engage somebody to help. So let me just take you through a way to go about this. If you will create a very clear vision for where you want to be, mm-hmm. create a vision. And I'm telling everybody lately, let's pick 24 months, mm-hmm. create that. Especially vision. in the economic climate right now, let's just go 24 months. Yeah. What is, what is it? And so what now you're like? saying you have this management problem. You have mm-hmm. this recurring conflict Mm -hmm. that keeps you know showing up in your business you're not sure what to do you feel paralyzed well let me help you step out of that paralysis get a vision get clear about what you want your business to look like in two years now i take a step in the direction of that vision Mm -hmm. and i cannot really be wrong as long as you're it's like oh this fits in that vision Okay. This is a step toward that vision. And I I know Mm -hmm. that where I am today is not working for me. Uh So what risk do I take in taking that step? Exactly. Exactly. And so, and and I think that when you say, this is what I want to, this is what I want it to look like. And this is where I am right now is, is it's, if you have a clear vision of where you want to go, it is easier for you to see the pieces that don't fit in that vision. It's like, I want to be able to do this. And so in order to, you know, what's, what's hindering me from this? Mm -hmm. Um, is it, you know, uh, I need to, I need to train my, I need to train my, um, my salespeople how to better and more effectively communicate what 
um, what it is that we have to offer and, mm -hmm. you know, why, why people, you know, what's our why kind sure. of thing, or is it, um, I need to better, uh, I, that it's our problem is, is that we're not collecting as much as we could. And mm -hmm. so what can we do to help collections sure. and, and be, be our help, give our team the tools that we need to be able to more effectively communicate mm -hmm. and to collect the, the money and be more compassionate or whatever. Yeah. And I think in that context, we, we also spend a lot of time trying to teach our clients to fish, so to speak, that old thing about, you know, we can, we can, you know, hand them a basket mm -hmm. of fish or we can teach them how to fish. Yep. And, and in that way, you know, we're trying to create the situation where we step in and engage with people and we stay with them until they feel like they've got a grip on it and can, you know, kind of mm -hmm. take the next step. And we, we, we pick something and we model it out and we show them how to manage their way to, you know, the completion on the thing. Mm -hmm. And now they can take that same approach to the next, uh, you know, undertaking. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what we're, we're out there trying to do. And we're trying to create as much of that education, you know, out here in this way as we possibly yeah. can just help people understand there's a way, like if you described to me, you know, Jim, we've got, we've got a terrible problem with first payment defaults, or we've got a lot of early defaults. I mean, it sounds like a very solvable mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to do is, you know, let's, Let's start to identify the breakdown. And what, you know, one of the things I'm seeing from some of these comments is, you know, you need to just do one bite at a time. And then the next one is uh, it's okay to have multiple goals, uh, especially when you're looking at that two-year time period. And I would suggest that you, you can set multiple goals, but just make sure that you're not trying to accomplish them all from day one. And, and that's one of the things when we engage with, with, uh, and consult, uh, usually our engagements are three, six, nine months mm -hmm. to 12 months or longer. Um, because we have like, there are some very specific objectives that we're trying to help them accomplish. And we aren't trying to, to, to and we have to sometimes sit down with, with the, with our clients and it's like, well, this is what we want to accomplish. It's like, we know, and look at where we've we're, look at where we've now moved the needle to here. We aren't all the way there, but we are affect, you know, it's like, it's one bite at a time. And now we've fixed this part, which is going to get us closer. Now we fix this part, which is going to, and it's, it's kind of like, if, if you have a goal, then you like, this is where I want it to be. Then you have lots of mini goals in between, make sure that you're doing them in the right order so, so that it can be the most effective path to the completed goal. The completed so what vision. I would ask people to think about instead, and you use the word goals and mini goals, oh, yeah. I would say, what if we replace the word mini goals with initiatives? And it, which is what we started this whole thing with, right? initiatives. And we replaced the word, here's, here's my concern about what, what here, lands on my ears when I hear the word goals is, if you if you and your management team only hit, two of the last five goals mm -hmm. that you identified, what does that do to your team when you say, I've got a new goal, got a new goal. We're going to sell a hundred cars next month. Do they buy into that goal? Do they share that vision uh -huh. with you? Uh, because, you know, we've only hit two out of the last five that you named or whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, I, I'm, I'm a little reluctant to use the word goals. I would rather take on initiatives, projects, assignments, and then just, you know, we got to be careful when we set the course, call it, call the end goal end target, whatever you want to objective, whatever you want to call it. But when you set that course, you need to have a really clear vision and persistence and you're going to stay with it. Like our friends, Brett Buick and you know, they, they were they tired. Showed, they demonstrated mm -hmm. a lot of perseverance, yeah. and they, but they completed the thing they completed it. And so 
that's why it's important when, when you think about this in a management context is we gotta, we gotta be careful about setting targets and, and make sure that we can get buy-in from the team. We just all work together until we have knocked that thing out. Like it's just done. Mm -hmm. We have, we have, that is, that will not, yeah. will, will not be an issue. And for there's, us going there's forward. a whole lot of other pieces in being able to really effectively, um, initiate change, mm -hmm. uh, to that whole management. You know, if you want to be able to accomplish the end vision, the goal, that kind of thing mm -hmm. is, is one of the pieces in there is actually having really good accountability and you've got to be able to create yeah. what that accountability looks like. We might run but, a few minutes long here today because mm -hmm. I think as we wrap up management Monday, it's important to kind of talk about some of those pieces in, in a more specific way, which is, and, and that's one of my frustrations is we don't, we don't get specific enough for people in this industry. Sometimes we don't give enough details about how exactly to do the thing, you know? And so I think when I think about accountability, I'm really saying, um, it's really about how do you, how do you create a target and, mm -hmm. and then achieve it? Mm -hmm. Part of that is this thing that, you know, you've heard me talk about, about just like the four or five week thing. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to all focus on it until it's done. And then we're going to put it away and we're going to set a timeline and we're, it's going to be a thing. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get rid of it. And that, so there's that. And then there's the accountability piece, which says we're, we're not going to announce any new directives, initiatives until we're in a position to hold folks accountable and have some degree of enforcement around it. Mm-hmm. Because when you announce initiative after initiative, directive after policy and, and this, procedure. Let's, let's clarify, though, that, you know, sometimes it can be something that we're going to close this chapter. We're going to like mm -hmm. like we're going to get rid of uh, our initiative is all of our paper documents are going to be scanned and put into Dropbox. Mm -hmm. There is a close to that. You don't need to have accountability after it's done. It's mm -hmm. done. We mm -hmm. now have, you know, the thing that's going into place. But if it's something, an improvement in a process, mm -hmm. improvement, you know, in, in how, uh, how things flow within a department or in a, in a, those are the kind of things that to have that level of accountability. Once it's done, you've, you've completed that, you now have all of your systems, You're, you know, the, the whole process is now refined. Mm -hmm. There is a level of accountability and now you need to hold them accountable and be consistent in holding them accountable. Yeah. And I think whenever we have that layer of, um, you know, when, when we implement something, we have to have some level of accountability and enforcement to, because if, if you're my manager, Michelle, and I ask you, I say, let's, let's get this thing. I want to see this done. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's an email. I want to see this done. Mm -hmm. Then you don't do it for two or three weeks or four weeks. It's still not getting done. Like what's the, what's the teeth in that? What, how would I, what, how would I address the thing if you don't follow through on what I said I want done? So, so another thing that I have developed as a manager, when I send out an email, I'm very clear about timelines. I say, this is something that I expect to be accomplished and report back to me if this cannot be accomplished by five o'clock Friday. And, and then when you have your weekly meeting or your monthly meeting, it's like, okay, so we got this done. I mean, are, is this, has this been done? Well, typically as and, I would follow up, I mean, yeah. as I would verify that it got done and it, and it, and it probably would be Saturday morning. So I would have a conversation so that it's just like in collections. If I say to you as my manager by email, I expect something to be done by five o'clock Friday, 
then you should not be surprised to see me at your desk on Saturday morning if it's not done. Hey, when I said Friday, I meant Friday. Why didn't we get this thing by five o'clock Friday? When I ask for these things to be done, I expect yeah. them to happen. And so it's like, that's, that's a degree of accountability that we, we need to hold in, in order to affect change. And, and I like how you do that, where you, you set the initiative with your team, knowing like in your, in your mind, it's like, this is a reasonable amount of time and a reasonable task. You set the initiative and you say, if you, if you, you know, if we need to talk about this timeline or whatever it is I'm asking, please let me know by the end of the day, if I don't hear from you, I'm expecting this to be done. So I'll give you one quick tip on mm -hmm. that. If I took that same approach and before I sent, click the send button on that email, asking you to do this thing by five o'clock mm -hmm. Friday, I put a calendar reminder on my own calendar for Saturday morning <laughs> before I ever click the send button. Uh -huh. You follow? Uh -huh. Because what I'm doing now is I'm, You're I'm simply, yourself I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm creating something. I'm not going to announce it until I'm prepared to follow through on it. Like, and I'm going to just remember, like that's first step is you can't hold people accountable to something if you don't remember that that's a task mm -hmm. that you assigned. Mm -hmm. And so I would say this is an example of how we can make sure our people know mm -hmm. when I ask you to do something, I expect it to be done. And if you're not yeah. going to be able to get it done, I want you to report to me. We're, me we're pretty, um, uh, Jim and I work very much so off of Google calendars. And so it's like that I'll see little things and, and I write down, these are the appointments that we have today. And Jim had one call so-and-so at a specific time. And I said, is this because you're expected to call? Or he says, no, it's just to remind me to call this morning that I need to make sure that I do that. Right. And so he like, he'll throw things on the calendar. Um, I do know that we need to wrap up, but one of the things I wanted to, um, uh, I want, uh, we had a couple of questions and one that I wanted to especially uh, address before we wrap up mm -hmm. is, do you have short-term and long-term initiatives? Yes. Yes, we definitely do. I, I tend to use the language differently. Like for me, and I use initiatives and have for 20 years, I use initiatives as short-term targets. And, and the reason, if you missed that episode, we talked about it. I basically treat um, initiatives as something that we're going to set as a target. And it's going to be a periodic, it might be more near-term periodic things we need. I got a bunch of aging inventory. Let's target age inventory. We got some accounts we need to deal with. Let's focus on that. Hey, we need to catch up our title work, you know, whatever we, and so we pick those as initiatives and we set those targets as things that we are going to achieve 80% of the time. So I'm just trying to set it up there in a way that, you know, we might not hit it every time because I'm setting it up there. I'm trying to set the target up there in, in a way that it's, it's something that we have to work to attain. And we might not hit it 100% of the time, but we're going to set that target high enough that we're going to hit it 80% of the time. So that's just kind of the way I would differentiate. What I think of as an initiative is something we're going to pick as an initiative. We're going to all be clear that that's the initiative. We're going to put it on the calendar and we're going to work together to make sure it gets done. And, uh, and we're going to support one another, making sure we, we, you know, cross that off the list. So that's the way I would think about it. And then on the longer term, we would shift that into something more like, you know, um, it would be more like objectives or mm -hmm. um, like I say, you're, you're hearing me resist the word goals. I, I don't like goals because I find that too many of us think of goals in the same way we think about our, our new year's resolution. We're going to lose 20 <laughs> pounds and then we don't. And then, and then the gyms are full yeah. for the first yeah. like month. And then, and so if that's the way we think yeah. about goals, if that's what the way goals have traditionally, mm -hmm. you know, panned out in our life, then let's, mm -hmm. let's quit using the term goals True. and let's find another True. way to think about the thing. And, and the bite side pieces to me are the initiatives. Yeah. And then when it comes to longer range 
um, goals. I would call those objectives or, you know, setting a vision. Yeah. So if, if there's anything in here that you guys might need a little bit of help with, please don't hesitate to, to reach out. Um, www.octane.group is a good place to, to find us. Um, before we leave, there's a couple things that I just wanted to cover. Uh, one, we put out a roadmap. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. And so if you haven't seen it, go to bhphnation.com mm-hmm. and you're going to see how, you know, we're building towards the nation and other things um, uh, as well. But this, it's uh, our roadmap right now is in the BHPH Nation. You can pre-register there uh, for the nation and um, you'll kind of get an idea about what it is that we're, that we're trying to accomplish on that. And part of the BHPH Nation or what will be in the BHPH Nation when we get all of this built out is something that we're calling the BHPH Nation TV. Mm-hmm. And um, why do I mention this? Because, why? <laughs> tell us. <laughs> this sounds like an infomercial. Um, in October, on October 19th, we are going to be doing an event in um, Quakertown, Pennsylvania with our, our good friend Tommy Brandis. It will be a live event at his dealership. We will be broadcasting live from there. And then we have what we're calling a town hall. And it's going to be a regional town hall. Um, and we will be broadcasting live through the day. We haven't quite finished the agenda, but mm-hmm. there will probably be anywhere from four to six different sections mm. of things that we're going to be doing during the day or, you know, uh, kind of, yeah. I've come so, up with at least six sessions. Yeah. So yeah. at least six sessions. And, um, and so we will be broadcasting those live and this is a very soft launch of what we're calling BHPH nation TV. This will be our pilot. And it will be a kind of a pilot, a soft pilot. pilot. Yep. And, um, and we anticipate that, uh, you know, that, that will continue to grow, but we really, you know, put, set aside that day. You know, we already know you listen to the, the morning show every Wednesday for white hat Wednesday anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, and just kind of put it on your, your, uh, your calendar. So, so you can sit back and, and have it, running it will be recorded yeah. so if you miss anything you can catch it later on youtube or on the the facebook channels um i want to take just a few more seconds mm-hmm. to make sure people understand the way jim and michelle visualize the bhph nation the way we've constructed we announced mm-hmm. weeks ago that's going to be a nonprofit. Okay? A nonprofit. we so that what that means is that when you visit the bhph nation in the future as a member or just go in there and pre-register now you will you will not find ads at the BHPH Nation. No. You will not find gold sponsors. You nope. will not find a pay-to-play format where people are presenting material to you because they paid to be there. This nope. will be for dealers in a way that we know of nothing else like this. This for dealers. It's not. It's it's very clearly going to be built with dealers in mind, and is going to be pretty well governed by dealers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so, there's a lot more to announce on, yeah. on that front, but, but what we're anticipating some of the initial early build is there will be a page that will be your vendor white mm-hmm. pages kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which, and so you can get in there and you can find all of the, you know, you're looking for GPS. Well, who are the vendors that do GPS and mm-hmm. how, how do I reach them? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there'll be another one, which is education. And so those people out there that have something that they offer for education, whether it be free or paid Mm -hmm. education. um, And if we know that you have something that is out there for just in the world wide web, that is 
uh, an availability of mm -hmm. education, we're going to, you're going to be listed. If uh, it's a public domain, uh -huh. we're going to list it as a resource yep. for dealership. Yep. And then there's going to be um, the state and national uh uh, and IADA organizations. Mm -hmm. And so that you're going to be able to look in there and see what are the things and what's coming up and, and whatever announcements and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Those are, did I miss anything for the, the, the early build? Uh, did you say? Oh, that, and, and then there'll yeah, be like the podcast, there'll be podcasts. And resources. so like resources, um, uh, free resources for an, an entertainment kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so within that entertainment, um, it'll either be under podcasts or under, uh, TV mm -hmm. as a page is where BHPH nation TV will live. Right. And so it will be something that you can, you can access, um, once you get into the nation at bhphnation.com right. and then you know, like when we say the podcasts you guys already know we have we have some uh, different colleagues and friends of ours that are in the space um the independent dealer podcast is one of them mm -hmm. that you will be able to if you want to find their podcasts mm -hmm. there as well and i know you can find them on the syndicate podcasts and all the other places but we're just going to list it there as well so it will be a place that dealers can go and find all of the things right sure so. so we hope as we wrap up Management Monday that this series has helped uh, a few of us to uh, identify, you know, our, our list, uh, mm -hmm. maybe um, uh, re-evaluate re our list and assign some things elsewhere, mm -hmm. delegate some things and position us to start growing and maybe even start working a little yeah. less in the building. And, uh, and we've gone a little long. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to apologize because I think it's been good stuff, yeah. but we have gone a little bit long and, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you've, uh, you've, um, learned a couple things today. Well, they can, and they can hit the close button they can hit the close at any time. And so we will be here on Wednesday, um, with uh, white hat Wednesday. So hope you have a great, strong start to your week and we will see you all on Wednesday. Thanks for joining us.